Welcome to Staying Sober. Today we're going to talk about getting sober and staying sober without rehab. Uh, well, traditional rehab. Um, I've never been to traditional rehab. I've, uh, I've only gotten sober by going cold turkey. And um, it may not be for everybody, but if you're a resilient person and you have the means and you have the power and you have the support to get sober without having to go to rehab, it's, um, it's an option. But you can only get sober if you're willing to admit that you need to get sober and you have found your purpose and, and your why. Um, I've talked about in past episodes about finding my why and, um, you know, for me, my, my, my purpose became my children. And then as a, you know, I had my, my boy four years ago, almost five years ago, and that changed, that changed my purpose and that kind of streamlined my vision as to what I needed to be focused on. And then a year ago I had a, a baby girl. So, you know, a lot of people talk about how when you have more children, it doesn't, it doesn't lessen, it doesn't lessen your love or, or diminish your love for, for each child. It just, you, you, you know, your heart grows bigger and you have, you have more love to deploy. Um, so my second child just strengthened my why and strengthened my purpose to continue being sober. Um, I've been, I've been fortunate in the fact or for the fact that my sobriety has come relatively easily for me. When I first got sober over two years ago, um, about two months after I got sober, my dog, my 11 year old dog that I'd had since I was, uh, since I was 19 passed away. So that that was a that was a, a trial and that was a, an extreme difficulty and I realized that I realized that if I was able to stay sober through that then there was no there was nothing that could that could derail me um, I think the I think the pandemic that we're experiencing has been pretty helpful in, in keeping keeping temptation away um, but you know, I I'll share a, I'll share a quick story. My my wife still drinks occasionally. Um, she she doesn't drink much when she does drink. But you know, we've got we've got two kids, so she'll she'll have a, a beer when she's afforded the time between uh, taking care of everybody, including myself, the dog, two kids, the house, and uh, she you know she, I came home from work. And she had, she had had one sip of beer, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much she smelled like alcohol after drinking just, just a sip of beer. And I thought to myself, like, how, how did I smell all those times I'd gotten pulled over after drinking twenty beers and and having all these shots? I must have, I must have smelled horrendous. And the fact that there was either some 
guardian angel or some stroke of luck. Um, it certainly wasn't my slick talking, but you know there was there was some stroke of luck and some some somebody looking out for me all those times I got pulled over because thankfully nobody got killed or hurt. I didn't end up going to jail. I got very lucky, and I was able to to walk away from from all those those experiences. But eventually, the, you know, the luck runs out. I I stopped I stopped drinking and driving before the luck ran out, and I consider that, you know, I consider that to be in my past. Um, I haven't I haven't gone I haven't gone to rehab. I haven't I haven't chosen that path. I I probably could have used it, um, but you know I I don't I don't know if I could have used I don't know if I would have used it because I didn't I didn't try to go for it. I tried, I tried, uh, I tried the 12 steps. I went to one meeting and it wasn't for me, or I went to, I think it was two meetings and it just wasn't for me. Um, but finding my purpose and finding my why was the true, uh, the, the true beacon or the true barometer or true muse, whatever you want to call it. The thing that, the thing that kept me sober was having a purpose that was bigger than myself. So for some people, it it may be serving others. Um, if you if you if you're staying away from the bars and you're helping other people, and you're you're doing good deeds, it'll it'll keep you away from the drink and the drugs. Um, if you if you need the twelve steps or you think that that's something that would help you, then I encourage you to look into that. It's you know, it's, it's all about planning your work and working your plan. So if you plan to stay sober and you plan to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself and with your mental stability, even during these trying times and these goofy times with social distancing and lockdowns and, you know, businesses shutting down, it's, you know, aside from politics, which is a whole other can of worms, um, you know, we have a, a politicized virus, which is, you know, it doesn't work for anybody. And I know that wherever you're listening from, um, America is a very divisive and divided country right now. But you need to be bipartisan with yourself. You need to be in line with yourself. There can't be a side that you choose. You can't one day choose to go drink or do drugs if you know that you can't control yourself because one day as everybody knows listening and has maybe experienced this it's a slippery slope one day turns into three or four uh, one drink turns into ten or eleven one line turns into a whole bag one pill turns into twenty pills it's if you can't control yourself then you must abstain completely and there are people that, you know, they can have a drink or two. I've had my friends ask me, you know, we started drinking at the same time. They'd tell me, we, you know, how come I can have a couple drinks and you can't? How come you can't control yourself? Um, it just shows that you have no willpower, they'd say. It just shows that you, you know, you're weak because you can't just have a few drinks and you can't control yourself. Well, that may be true, but I know that I have the strength to not touch it at all. And that's what will set me free. And that's what will keep me away from it. I can still have a good time. I'm still, 
I'm still Kevin. I'm just not drunk ass Kevin. Or I'm not, you know, high at five o'clock in the fucking morning thinking about, you know, the next the next plan for 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 an invention and then, you know, after everything wears off realizing that I'm just a depressed piece of shit. Um because you know, I have all these great ideas, but there's no action on them. You can't act when you're a mess. You can't get organized when you're when you're high out of your mind. Um, you may think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, or you may think that your all of your ideas are are the best ideas. You may you may think that you have all the answers at that moment, but once you sober up and you realize that <laughs> that, that that all those ideas, you know, they may have they may have seemed like like the right thing at the time. And I'm sure plenty of people have come up with, with, with great ideas and great inventions and life changing, um, and life changing, uh, products and, and ideas and, and services while they were, you know, high out of their minds, but there's no possible way that they were able to implement, create, organize, and, and see their idea to completion when they were in that state. You know, eventually you're gonna sober up. Every every drunk every drunk person dries up eventually. Every high person levels out eventually. Um, because if you don't, you end up dead in jail, hurting yourself, hurting somebody else. And if you're if you're brilliant, and you only think you're brilliant when you're on drugs, or you only think your muse visits you when you're high, um, or your t- your talent is 10x when you're when you're uh, when you're off in the stratosphere, well, then you need to reevaluate what your talents are, and you need to to sharpen that sword and focus on what your talents are. Gary Vee talks about you know quadrupling down on your strengths, um, and that's that's great advice. If you if you're a if you're a fantastic musician and you think you can only be creative when you're high out of your mind, then maybe you're not that great of a musician. If you're a talented writer, and the only way that you can become, you can be creative, or you can find your flow state, or you can write off the cuff, or or put the pen to paper, is when you're high. Then maybe you're not that great of a writer. And people that are great at things practice. So if you're waiting for if you're waiting for the the dope man to show up and bring you your your uh, your creativity, well then it just requires a little more discipline and it requires practice. Um, got off on a little tangent there. Sorry about that. Um, but, you know, back to back to the need for rehab and back to the, the maybe then maybe not needing rehab, maybe being able to quit cold turkey, um, maybe being able to drop everything because you have a purpose that's greater than yourself. Um, Maybe, maybe you will be able to find solace in a really strong network and a group of people that support you and support what you choose to do. Um, the, you know, if someone tells you that, that you're not going to be the same because you got yourself sober, you know, they're, they're looking for company. They're, you know, miserable people are always looking for other people to be miserable with them. Commiseration is like the greatest drug because as low as you may be, if everybody else is, is, is on a higher plane of existence than you are and they're, and they're not wallowing in self-pity, and they're not waiting for the next opportunity to get high or drunk. Well, you need to bring those people down with you. That's what they think. They think that if they, if they're low, then everybody else around them should be low. And that's toxic behavior. That's toxic thinking, and it's 
not doing themselves any favor and it's certainly not doing the people around them any favor. If there's people that are doubting your sobriety, if there are people that are doubting your choices, well then maybe it is good to go to rehab. Maybe it is good to separate yourself from those people for 30, 60, 90, 180, 365 days, forever. Um, and those, and that can be achieved by, you know, through abstinence and through through positive mental attitude and, and just keeping away from those types of people. But if you need to separate yourself from those people forcefully and um, and and without choice, then maybe going to rehab is for you. Um, but you, you only you can make that decision. I mean, obviously, if you're in a situation or you're in a, a, a bad place where you can't be helped and you need to be in, intervened upon and you get sent off the rehab, that's a different thing. But there's no shame in that. And there's no shame in talking to other people about what we go through. Um, but finding support and finding people that, that are on your side and finding people that are willing to, to work with you and understand your goals are absolutely important to getting sober and staying sober. Um, I'm going to be releasing an app soon. Um, I don't have, I don't have it hundred percent finalized yet, but it's going to be something that you can check into. It's going to be something that you can find support through, and it's going to be something that will put you in a better place through accountability. So if you need any help, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out. Um, I've got the Facebook page. If you just search at Staying Sober app, I'll pop up. And as always, I appreciate each and every one of you, and I'd love to hear from you. And support is, is always available. Thank you.